Welcome to Hallmark Hall of Shame, Elena. We just watched One Winter Weekend. Yeah, the, we did. The people in charge of naming the Winterfest movies don't care. <laughs> like, Frozen in Love, as we covered, has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, this at least comes from a line of dialogue. Yeah, that's true. So Love on the Slopes makes sense. <laughs> it's just very <laughs> boring. Yeah. And next week's is Winter Dream. I still like... Oh, that sounds awful. Why? <laughs> because you can abbreviate it to W Dream. <laughs> no one's doing that. Yeah, they all are. Everyone's doing it. Um, We watched <clears throat> One Winter Weekend. I enjoyed the heck out of this movie. Yeah, I did too. Well, I wouldn't say the heck. I, I say I enjoyed it. I'm saying the heck. Yeah, girl. Heck it up. Heck, I enjoyed this movie. You know what this movie had that almost no Hallmark movies ever have? A B story. A B story. B-b-b-B story. In my notes, I wrote down a B story, exclamation point, and then I circled it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. An enjoyable B story. It was an enjoyable B story. I was happy to be there. Yeah. It was great. We also had more diversity than a typical Hallmark uh-huh. will show. Um, and they got to have... The, the diverse characters got to have um, like more than one emotion. Yeah. <laughs> they were a B story. Yeah. Not so much the guy. Well, let's make them an girl. A. Yeah. You yeah. definitely got to see more, which was exciting too. Yeah. So, One Winter Weekend is about a um, relationship columnist mm-hmm. named, I forget already, as always. Kara. We just looked it up, Kara. Um, at Mallory Magazine, which is a, just a horrible name for a magazine. Yeah. Just horrible. But it felt right as well. <laughs> um, I feel like they kind of nailed the interior of that office. Yeah. And, like, for the name of it. That's true, like, yeah. yeah. This really fits. Yeah. <laughs> Mallory Magazine. This is basically bustle. Um, and she... I get, They say that she gets dumped. She ba- Basically, on New Year's Eve, she catches the guy she's dating, making out with somebody else at midnight. Yeah. So, they break up, and then she decides to write three articles... On her dating cleanse. Just like a real quick note Hmm. on the dude. They've been dating for three weeks. Yeah. And she said, let's not have New Year's Eve together. Yeah. So, like, obviously it's not exclusive. Yeah. And it's midnight on New Year's Eve. You just kiss whoever's around. (laughs) Right. It was a longer kiss. Honestly, it was the best kiss in the movie. (laughs) Oh, that's probably true. That it, it was. It definitely was. So her boss decides that she should write a, a series of three blog posts called... Oh, I said series and Siri turned on. Stop. I hope that it writes a series Siri. of blog posts for you. <laughs> In three days. Right. Uh, she's writing a series of three blog posts. Oh. Gosh, on her dating cleanse. Here we go. And she has to turn one in per day. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. For three days in a row, which is just insane. Yeah. Just insane. 
But not the most insane thing in the movie. Well, no, but... But, yeah. But, yeah, it happened. So, she and her friend... Megan. Megan, go away for the weekend to a uh, ski resort. And we got to see their college friends who now work together. Mm -hmm. And their relationship was really lovely. And warm and supportive. Yes. And really, really great. So great. Yeah. It was also... um, realistic like Mm -hmm. beyond the fact that they decided to have them be friends who loved each other they did a good job of showing it yeah like the scene where they're getting ready to go out on new year's eve and they're talking about like where they should go what are you wearing Mm -hmm. oh we spent too much time running errands we'll never get across town before like it was just like it was the first (laughs) realistic depiction of two women hanging out (laughs) that i've seen in a hallmark movie yeah I mean, it was amazing. Maybe some music playing, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, like you said, mutually supportive. Mm-hmm. Usually the lead female just has a cheerleader best friend who's like, right, get out there and get a... Right, but Kara was cheering on Megan as well, mm-hmm. which was great. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're going to a ski resort to snowboard where they had been in college. Um, and they referenced it on the car right up where they're like, oh man, this will be just like college. I can't wait to get fondue. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is real funny. They're like, oh, we can't put tequila shots or whatever. <laughs> Should have happened. Yeah. So it was like, these college kids went nuts at the fondue <laughs> place. <laughs> oh, so gross. Just a bunch of fondue before you hit the slopes. Which is a big fond don't. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll be here all night. Um, they get to the they get to Clara Lake Resort, and guess what? You won't believe it. Oh my gosh! It is the craziest little mishap. They've only rented half a chalet. <laughs> half a chalet, and the resort has rented the other half. To two gentlemen. Two young single gentlemen. <laughs> what a crazy happenstance. And the chalet, I mean, never do this, chalet owners. Yeah. But it's like, it's not like the chalet is a duplex. No. It's just one big space. There's one kitchen. There's one living room. Yeah. They're I, basically just like, it's a hostel chalet. I couldn't tell if there were going to be like two staircases that go up to two sleeping oh, areas that I are different. just wish. But they wouldn't show us that. They only show one staircase. Can you imagine if there were two staircases and then it turned into like a noises off farce where they're oh, constantly run, yes. running up and down the stairs. Oh, I was having grabbing this movie the snowboard. until we what it could have been. <laughs> grabbing the snowboard and putting it somewhere else. Somebody else takes it, puts <laughs> right. it back. Then she's like, I just moved this. And then grab it and put it back. And it kind of starts out that way because our lead dude, Ben, enters shirtless Walking putting on his shirt coming yeah. down the stairs. What are you guys doing here? Hey, what? Yeah. Yeah, and then, then, then they all figure it out. They have to stay together. There's no other chalets. Mm-hmm. Ben and Kara have already met in the pro shop mm-hmm. trying, they both want to rent the last snowboard. The last 
fancy snowboard. The last fancy snowboard, which is a brand new model. Mm-hmm. They The Cyan 920. <laughs> they show off to each other how much they know about snowboards for a while. Yeah, and it, it felt fun. Yeah. But then when they saw each other again, it was like, oh, I'm fighting with that guy. And yeah. that felt weird. It seems like it should have been flirty from the beginning. The go. Yeah, the the adversarial relationship just didn't make any sense. None. It was like, oh, is that hot guy who knows a lot about the same thing I love? Yeah, sign me up. Yeah, like, oh, we have to live together for three days? So mad. (laughs) Kara. Push your shirt on. (laughs) Get your free wine out of my face. Right. Yeah, Kara spends a lot of time being very grumpy about it and you're like just give in to the feeling and morgan megan and sean their two best friends are like immediately like cool so we're all a party yeah we'll be out on the porch drinking champagne yeah they were like we are a group starting now starting now best friends yeah which was delightful that b story is the romance we all yeah wish for give it was lovely and here's the thing so i just looked up megan because she's great Mm -hmm. um she was also in christmas at evergreen with the old truck okay she looked familiar to me She's but the I could one not place her. who at the she's Holly Robinson's Pete Holly Robinson Pete's assistant who at the very end is like I just want <gasps> who's in the nutty sweater to meet somebody who loves Christmas as much as I do. She sees a man in a Christmas sweater and they immediate they uh, imprint on each other and okay. get married. I will say she dressed a lot better in this one. She sure did, and it made me not recognize her at all. Here's the other thing. Speaking of how they dress, that mm-hmm. I loved about these two women. They were good at winter sports. Yeah. Legit good. Legit good. Their their sporting apparel, legit. Yeah. Approach. Like for the slopes. <laughs> they were wearing That could be the title of a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Approach for the slopes. <laughs> they were wearing lots of layers and like yeah. baggy waterproof gear. It's like, thank you, Hallmark. <laughs> this is what people look like when they ski. Yeah. Um, yeah, those two things, especially. I remember just being really happy that they were, like, super good at snowboarding. Mm-hmm. I also really liked uh, Taylor Cole, who plays Kara. Her winter, at- or her work attire oftentimes had, was, like, a collared shirt under a sweater. It's a Peter Pan But it collar. was a real blinged out, embellished collar. And I loved that look. Mm-hmm. And it felt great for work, too. Yeah. She loves having a lot of bling right around the collar. Sure. As most evidenced when she goes to a party. Mm. I liked the top half of that dress. <laughs> I liked the bottom half. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't saw it. <laughs> what did it look like? I don't know. Because I think it stopped. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's from her ribs <laughs> down to her, you know. Mm, hips. Um, <laughs> hips. She was wearing a little black dress, but the shoulders were, like, green. completely... It was green? Little green dress. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the shoulders well, were completely line. covered in sequins. 
Yeah. To make it, it made it sort of look like shoulder pads. Yeah, but, but on the outside. But that on the outside. all sequin blank. It looked like little wings almost. And I loved it. And she I never, great. I would not think I would have liked that look. Taylor Cole is like it. seven foot five. And a stunning She's woman. very tall. So she looks good in things that other people don't look good in. Okay, so you're Such saying as, I shouldn't try to Amazon that tonight. <laughs> I will be disappointed in I the morning. I mean, you do you. <sighs> I just want us to have a mutually supportive relationship like Kara and Megan. Thank you. Go get um, that job. Maybe I just need the shoulder pads. The <laughs> just the wardrobe. Pad. And I'll add them to everything I wear. Yeah. Like this Henley and overalls <laughs> I have on at the moment. Can you imagine just blinging these shoulders? I can Bling it. Um, Bling it on. <laughs> That's the name on of my the slopes memoir. too. Bling it on. <laughs> oh, Hallmark, pay me. Here's a question. Yeah, if you worked at Mallory Magazine, would you okay. rather work on the beauty desk or the relationship desk? Well, that's hard for me. Okay. Because I love talking about how people connect. But this editor wants you to talk about your relationships. Yeah. And I don't... I think that's... I'm a very private person. Yeah. So I'm going to say beauty and hope that I get a bunch of samples that don't have beeswax because I'm allergic. Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing. It's like Kara had moved up from the beauty desk to the relationship desk. Mm-hmm. I disagree with them calling them desks, but, sure. you know, this isn't the AP World Service. <laughs> um, and I was just like, I wouldn't want, I would rather be on the beauty desk. Free, free stuff. Yeah. Free stuff all the time. All the time. But it was like, they were kind of being like, you could be Hallmark's Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Um, you know what's weird? Besides that one email at the end, uh-huh. we never heard or, you know, read any of her writing. Yeah. It's never read to us. Yeah, and that's not like writing. <clears throat> it was just a resignation. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That's all yeah. we got. Like, yeah. she's writing all these posts all the time. Yeah. Um, she's supposedly she's supposedly writing a mystery novel, a plot that is dropped about halfway through. Well, it's no. it's sort of there. Yeah, okay. But um, you never hear any of it. Yeah. And she gets accepted to Berkeley Grad School for creative writing. Mm-hmm. So they're I mean, they, it's like they just keep being like, no, trust us, she's good. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. pushing her into the corner so we don't look. Well, that's probably the hard thing, though. It's, like, uh, give it, yeah, it would have to be really good. Right. When it's, you hear it. And that's what, like, everybody always hates about Carrie Bradshaw, is that she was a terrible writer. <laughs> ah. It is smart. It's, like, uh, how Hitchcock lets the scariest thing be in your imagination. Yeah. Because then you make it the scariest thing. I mean, this movie is sort of an homage to Hitchcock. I wouldn't say so. (laughs) 
I mean, it's probably closer to just Hitch. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see if they get the other half later. Hitch slash cock. Um, <laughs> speaking of Hitch, let's talk about some sauna scenes. Okay, I'm in. So there's two. One for the girls and one for the boys. Yeah. The girls one is kind of cute. They do they do a lot of career talk in there, which is great. Passing that Bechtel test. Yeah, flying colors. Um, Kara, because Megan is the assistant to the editor. And the editor right. is... Diane. Diane. And the editor is hiring an operations manager and is having Megan screen the candidates. And Kara is encouraging Megan to be a candidate right. because she's qualified and she knows the office. Um, and it's yeah. good. <clears throat> so there's a lot of talk in there. They're, and they're both wearing very beautiful bathing suits. And then <laughs> the boys go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a real buzz kill. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with it. Up until that point, <laughs> I had liked Ben a lot. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> ben is very handsome. He's he's got a great smile. Mm-hmm. He's very apparently British. Charming. There's a lot of banter. They talk very very fast in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's got good banter with Kara. When they show him in the sauna, the man has tiny shoulders. I just why are you body shaming him? Because. <laughs> It's just so unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) I'm he's a nice guy, (laughs) but it just it's it made me laugh. It did. And then it set me up for the moment later when she's wearing the gorgeous blinged out shoulders. (laughs) <laughs> where I'm like, oh, I really like those shoulders. And then I turned to you and I was like, hers, not his. <laughs> um, which was just such a fun moment. Because how c- you like you couldn't have set me up for that any better. You're welcome. <laughs> or accidentally. Yeah. For both of us. And then, as I said, he's probably intimidated. He's <laughs> <laughs> got those bump set spike <sighs> shoulders. Yeah. And he's like, no. I should have given him some. Some shoulder pads. Yeah. He looks good in a suit. He's a good looking man. Just on the swimsuit, apparently. <laughs> Janet. Keep it. <laughs> keep it covered up. Oh, sorry. If you're listening, sir, I wouldn't kick you out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> Here's one of my other favorite lines uh, Ben invites Kara to go to like a trivia contest thing he's like yeah and there's gonna be some karaoke and Kara who's sworn off dating says I'm trying to stay away from that world and Ben says the karaoke world (laughs) which is real funny it's really funny (laughs) because it was so earnest yeah he's he's great he's a great Hallmark leading man Mm -hmm. for sure yeah. I liked this movie. Yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board. Um, but there was a moment where you were the most stressed I have ever seen you be oh in a God. Hallmark film. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, maybe in any film. 
<laughs> that I've ever seen with you. Maybe Probably. in any moment in life. <laughs> you were very stressed out. I what? Well, I was stressed out slash just annoyed. Yeah. It's annoyed and horrified. Annoyed. Yeah. They. They walk into... So they're, they're at the lodge at an event. And then they start wandering around and walk into the library. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, because this lodge used to be a private home. So this is like the original Bullshit. library. But then they're like, this is the only room that survived the renovation. This does not look like an old library. No, no, no. It's like brand new. It's a new. brand new room with brand new shelves. And none of them are built-ins. Yep. Um, and then they casually walk over... And sitting on top of a shelf is purportedly a first edition Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> Which is Sherlock. Sherlock, yeah. Which, first of all, no! No! Like, if that exists, it's so valuable. How much do you think it would be? Uh, $20,000. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, ballpark. I don't know. Okay. At least five. Depending okay. depending on mm. what book it is and whatever, um, how rare they are. But lots of money. Mm. And it's sitting out at Just a ski lodge. <laughs> and then they pick it up. She picks it up. She looks at it. She flips through it. She, she walks around with it yeah, before putting it back down. In, this, in her little yeah. talk. You kept saying, put that book down. <laughs> Just <laughs> over and over. Put that book down. It would be so valuable, and the more she touches it with her finger, like, it's just losing hundreds of dollars every second that she's touching it. And it it was just so dumb. It reminds me of, um, remember that J-Lo movie where she sleeps with a high schooler, the boy next door? I never saw it, but... This was in the trailer. <laughs> you loved that trailer. And literally it popped up on my Facebook as a memory two days ago. Where it was like, really? remember this memory when Janet sent you this trailer? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible trailer. It's a terrible trailer. But one of the things is this high school boy who's wooing Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez gets her a first edition Iliad. Yeah! It's just like the first book ever written. Oh my gosh. It should be it should be a Saturday Night Live sketch. It should not be an actual movie. And they just got ripped apart for it. Like everybody was like, how did this get past a whole movie production and all of the producers? Like it should be in a museum. But it doesn't it's not a book. Like it's a scroll. First edition <laughs> scroll that I cut up and, and bound like in Like, a thousand years before the invention of the printing press. <laughs> it's just, just bananas. Okay. And so... But as he's saying, a first edition after the printing press... But then that's not valuable. Okay. I mean, once they have a printing press invented, they're like, all right, let's print all those books that we all know about. Like, those aren't... Okay. Like, those aren't valuable. Okay, wait. I mean, they're mega old. So the the Arthur Doyle one. Yeah. Conan Doyle is post-printing press. Yeah. I mean, he was writing in the, what, 1920s? 19-teens? Yeah. So, but that's valuable, but the Iliad wouldn't be. 
No, because the Iliad wasn't printed, like, contemporaneously. You know, by the time it was printed as a book, Homer had been dead for a thousand years. Okay. Yeah, no. Gotcha. Um, and the, one of the main things that makes first editions valuable is that a lot of the times, they're the most valuable if the author wasn't famous yet. So, like, uh, when, I don't know, who's famous, like, when Michael Connelly comes out with a new book today, mm-hmm. a first edition isn't that valuable, because they're going to print 300000 Okay. But, like, a first edition uh, of his first book is valuable, because he wasn't famous yet, so they only made 3000 Gotcha. So, so it's, like... Much more rare. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like, oh my gosh, before he was famous. That makes sense. It's more the rarity of it and not the the, the addition, actually. Yeah. Those go hand in hand. I understand. Thank you. Anyway. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's, that's been our antiquarian book corner for, the, for this episode. Yeah. Back to those men in swimsuits. <laughs> Back to shoulders. How big is too big? How small is too small? Which I would like to talk about. <laughs> when they when they meet in the pro shop. Uh-huh. Um and he Oh no. He, <laughs> he Alright. So they're yeah, trying don't to be feel like, bad for you're not you're about to not feel bad for the small shouldered man anymore. <laughs> and I apologize to our thirteen year olds listening at home. Um, yeah, but there's an interesting moment the moment that they're meeting at the pro shop and they have this like not really a fight, but it's kind of flirty. It's later mm-hmm. when they have changed the narrative on it being a fight. Um, but He's saying, oh, you, you don't want that snowboard because it's a little tall for you. Mm-hmm. You want it to be this height. And it goes all the way up to your paws, eyes. Eyes. He looked her in the eyes for the first right. time. Then she says, well, you'll, you'll get too much drag on this snowboard because judging by the size of your boots. Size 12. You're going to have a lot of overhang <laughs> board. <laughs> and then she puts the board down and he steps on and you see his shoes... Hanging over the edge. And I was like, this is <laughs> the first time Hallmark has ever commented on a shoe set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeff, size 12. Hilarious. <laughs> Leave it at that. Very <laughs> <laughs> classy. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what what more can you say? Yeah, I don't know. So then, there's the whole thing. The he never, he never, t- yeah, he never tells her what he does because he, he's the CEO of the snowboard company, right? And he's been getting a lot of bad press recently because he was dating an Olympic skier. Well, I guess they don't say it's the Olympics, but he's dating a famous skier and they break up right before the games. I think they said Olympian in the headline. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so he got blamed for the breakup and then for her, like, losing in the Olympics. 
Or like Olympic hopeful. Like she's yeah. trying to qualify for them. Yeah. So he's trying to stay mm-hmm. on the spotlight so she doesn't know who he is or what he does. And then mm-hmm. when she when he finds out that she's a journalist, he thinks that she's really trying to expose him again. Or something. Yeah. It's not a great conflict. Right. And they're they both are like we're not talking about work. I don't want to know anything about what you do. It was part of the deal. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're annoyed that they don't know that about each other is bazonkos to me. Yeah. And then... Uh, trademark. <laughs> bazonkos. <laughs> and then when they find out, and he's like, wait, you're a journalist? And she's like, wait, you're the... You just... You dumped a skier? I don't even know why she's mad. I was answering the door at that point. But Sorry, I needed a pizza. <laughs> but then they're like, fine, we're both leaving. And then they get snowed in and immediately make up in front of the fire. Uh-huh. So then they're like, oh, okay, now I understand everything about you. But, the, but then... Also, it was really cool how she lit the fire. Oh, yeah. Because she makes fun of him for, like, going through all the matches... At the beginning, when he's trying to light a fire pit outside, she's like, just use the easy light logs. And he's like, no, I won't. So now they have, like, no matches. So she uses a bunch of steel wool and newspaper and a battery. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. I love that she did it. Yeah. She said she was a Girl Scout. That was great. It was amazing. <laughs> Listen. And she did it in those shoulders, uh, blinging shoulder, it on. Shoulder pads. Yep. She's going to start a fire with fire. the reflection from her shoulders. Yep. Rub those shoulders together. <laughs> Not his. Um. <laughs> and then he mistakenly thinks that she did write an article about him just because, like, her boss posted something, whatever. So yeah. then they both leave. Yeah. But she's written something on his computer to be sent as soon as they get Wi-Fi. So yeah. that her third article's written. Yeah. But she didn't write a third article. Oh, no. She wrote the resignation so that she can go to grad school. Mm-hmm. And then he resigns from his company. Yeah. So now she's going to go to grad school, and he's going to just start something new. Be an entrepreneur. Be a man of leisure. You know. I mean, I'm guessing he'll take up sailing and watchmaking <laughs> back across country. <laughs> and, yeah. When do, they, when do they see each other? Oh, he... Oh, yes. Because then, uh, once he realizes um, that she did not betray him... He sends her a note at work. Oh, I love, oh, I love this. Uh, because they I love, had, hate it so much. They're from Seattle, and they had talked about how they both love this one bookstore slash coffee shop. Where actually, we see them at the beginning, and they bump into each other, but don't look at each other. Um, and they're like, oh, I can't believe I've never seen you there before. La, la, la. He sends her a note at work that says just, Kara... I was wrong, and I'm sorry. Meet me at our cafe, Ben. No time. No date. Um, 
I mean, I assume she has a way to contact him. But yeah. I don't know if they ever exchanged numbers. I think they did. Because he makes a weird joke about how since they're in the same area code, he only oh, has to ask right. for the seven, seven digits. Weird. Um, but anyway, then the she they magically do meet. Maybe he was just there forever. I think so because she gets that note in the morning. Yeah, and it is nighttime. Yeah. When they go to that cafe. And he's just pacing in his suit. It's like uh, in Ever After, the Drew Barrymore Cinderella oh, yeah. movie. Uh-huh. Uh, when they they always meet in that like abandoned chapel. Oh, yeah. It's like torn down. Yeah. And they're going to meet there. And the prince is like, I don't know when I can get away. Being a prince is really busy. And Drew Barrymore girl, Drew Barrymore says, "Then I shall wait all day." Well, my yeah, that was a fun VHS. My friends and I used to say that all the time in high school, because she says it in that very Drew Barrymore weird way. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, wait all day." I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! What did she say? That sound was like that was an amazing impression. <laughs> How have we not? Pimped you into impressions before on this podcast. It's my Drew Barrymore impression. Great, let's hear you (laughs) Stallone. Speaking of Drew Barrymore, I forgot to say this during one of the last podcasts. Remember when we were watching Love on the Slopes and she's a copy editor? And I was For seven years. How that's an entry-level position and she shouldn't have been in for seven years. That reminded me of Never Been Kissed. Oh, man. When Drew Barrymore at one point says, I was the youngest copy editor in Chicago Tribune history. It's an entry-level position. So she would have been, what, 16? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which would have been a good time for her to go back and do that high school story. (laughs) Getting that job when you're young is not impressive. Anyway. Okay, but as long as we're talking about Never Been Kissed. I'm kicking myself for not bringing that up. That ending kiss, I could not bring myself to watch for like four years. Okay. Because it is so on blast. Having the entire school and town mm-hmm. cheering on. Oh, it's hard. And it's her first kiss, and he comes running in, and she's. I. It was so mortifying to me. I don't even know if I've ever watched it. I think I always have to close my eyes when it's happening. Oh, it's good. Oh, I don't think anything could be good with that many people watching. That's good. Okay. <laughs> I would have to go watch it. <laughs> we can watch it after this. That Michael Vartan. Horrible. Michael Vaughn. Yeah, also he was her teacher up until five yeah. months before that kiss. So gross. I am. I have problems. With that movie. It's a messed up and movie. And I do love it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, all right. to shoulders. Should we Hall of Fame and Hall of Shame it? Um, yeah. Okay. We oh, yeah. We should. We should. <laughs> Sorry. I want to talk about something. I was like, I'm going to make that my Hall of Fame. So we good. Great. Um, Hall of Shame. See, I wrote down the Arthur Conan Doyle book. Sorry. Yeah. As the Hall of Shame. Uh, we've already covered it, but there's nothing more shameful. I can't pretend yeah. that anything is more shameful than that. Yeah. Just so ludicrous. 
filmmakers, stop writing first editions into your movies. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> mm. That goes for this movie and for yeah. Boy Next Door. Um, I'm going to just shame Kara, the character, <laughs> for a quick second. And I, you'll be on board for this. Oh, okay. Because you commented at the time. But she walks in, and he has 50 pages left in an Agatha Christie novel. And he says, um, I only have 50 pages left, but I have it down between Vera and the... Mrs. Montague. Mrs. Whoever. And she goes, uh, like she's going to say something. And he goes, don't, no, no spoilers. Don't ruin this. And she goes, of course, I would never. But it's neither of those two. (laughs) Yeah. Which... It's terrible. Shame on you, Kara. Shame on you, Kara. <laughs> really bad form. Yeah. Hall of shame. Yeah. Good one. Two literary hall of shames. We are... <laughs> this is my kind of podcast. <laughs> this is why right. I do this. <laughs> hall uh, of fame. Hall of fame. I'm going to give it to Sean. Ben's friend. Not Megan. Oh, for a specific line? Well, but I love him a lot. He's very yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. He looks like Lawrence from Insecure. Okay. Elena. And I think a young Jordy LaForge. <laughs> yeah. Take your pick. <laughs> um, he he's, he's more of a classic best friend role. Like, he really hasn't got much going on. Although he's a doctor. But, yeah, the, um, the line... His opening line is he and Ben are on a jog. They stop in at the bookstore. And Ben says, like, well, we finished our run in record time. I thought I'd treat you to a wheatgrass shot. And Sean goes, first of all, wheatgrass is not a treat. (laughs) He nails it. He nails it. It was was very funny. And that was when I was like, I'm going to like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like somebody in this, in charge of this. Yeah. Yeah, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, a fun, fun, low stakes one. And he was frequently funny and charming. Yeah. Um, so I also love Megan and Sean. Um, and I love, probably even more so, Megan and Kara, their mm-hmm. friendship. And we've talked about how they're actually good at sports, and she can, like, light a fire, and she's got freaking shoulder bling like there's some great stuff that they put in here Um, but I think that the actual crowning jewel is when she meets up at the cafe where he's been waiting all day in a suit pacing yes and uh, he he sees her walk in he turns to her and he says I know I could never apologize enough for what I did and she goes well you can try (laughs) and I Gotta say, so correct, Kara. Kara. Yes, perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's not an apology. So try, give it a shot. <laughs> I'm listening. Oh, amazing. And, and then after he like apologizes, she's like, "I understand where you were coming from. You saw this, and you didn't have all the information, and the reaction like has mm-hmm. makes sense. Like she still had a lot of compassion, but it was like, yeah." Take accountability and own up for what you did. It was yeah. nice. It was nice. Yeah. Karen and Ben are going to make it. <laughs> and so are Megan Megan and Sean. Yeah. 
Can't wait. I hope they do a double wedding. I hope they don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they're a good pairing. So we just found out on IMDb that um, these the main couple have been in a Hallmark movie together before. Mm-hmm. So apparently, I don't know, we haven't seen that one. But they were like, yeah, let's get these two back together. I don't even remember what I just said for my hell of shame. Um, it was uh, her spoiling, and then there were none. The book, right. But I want to add to it. Okay. Two words. Wine charms. Oh. They talk about wine charms so much. Yeah. And it's bizarre. You know, so many Hallmark movies have, like, a running joke or just a running thing that's just not funny or interesting. Yeah, and I don't know what happened. It's like they they had a, a page count. And they're like, guys, we want to, we want to do this film, but it's six pages short. And the guy's like, what? A, what am I going to write about for six more pages? Yeah. Ah, I'll just go off on a little little thing about wine charms in every other scene. <laughs> It's very odd. It's very dumb. And then I thought it would have some kind of like payoff. Yeah, they'd like I thought have the like wine charms at the end. Turn the wine charm into a necklace or something. Yeah. But they were trying to say that the wine charms they chose said something about their personalities. And she chose a pineapple, which is like the least friendly fruit. Which, correction, pineapple is actually a symbol of hospitality. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> so it was not correct. Uh, um, but it is slang for having a... Uh, it was like 40s slang. Oh. For being rude. Because I had, I had a friend in her 90s who commented on a co-worker once by saying she's got a head on her like a pineapple. <laughs> Which I thought meant she had a bad haircut. <laughs> but no, for it was old timey slang for interesting. Being okay, because they're prickly. They're prickly. But it's actually a symbol of hospitality. Uh-huh. Anyway, he chooses sunglasses, and both of these things should not be in a gift basket at a ski lodge. Mm-hmm. That's already odd. Then he takes the pineapple wine charm as like this memento, as though he's some scrapbooker. So that's why I thought it was going to be turned into a gift. Oh, that's what it was. He took the pineapple wine charm and had it with him when he quit. He he took it into the board of directors and quit. With that dumb wine charm. Yeah. Guess what? You knew her for a week. I'm on board of this movie. No, you but knew her for one to, winter weekend. For one winter weekend. You need to get rid of these wine charms. <laughs> yeah. Get them out. Also, what? I just don't like wine charms in life. Look, here's a when hot somebody tip. somebody brings them out at a party, I'm annoyed. You can get <laughs> markers that write on glass, and it's so much better. Great tip. Yeah. All right. We'll leave you with that. Go get them <laughs> on Amazon <laughs> or wherever you buy your wine markers. <laughs> Sur la table. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us for one winter weekend. 
Yeah. Until then, we'll be writing more IMDb profiles, don't biographies. Touch first edition books. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Bye.